looking for tomorrow to come in and be the best that I can be in training and to train as hard as I possibly can and then I'll move on to the next day and that's how I've looked at my career. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Morning lads, my second last day tuning into the show. No Owen, no party, says MJW. Well, Carl Milani's going to be here. He's here, he's here now. Carl, how are you? <laughs> Very well. Very well. There you go. You're going to have to Poor replace. Poor replacement. Yeah. Poor <laughs> Um So the golf, we haven't probably done enough on, on Rory McIlroy and his unbelievable achievement uh, in, yeah. in really coming from 10 strokes back. Yeah. After his second hole on Thursday, he was 10 strokes off the lead. He was. Um, it was brilliant. And he was six shots off the lead heading into the final round yesterday. Um, played really well. Scheffler obviously didn't play as well as anticipated uh, in the final round and that certainly helped the field. But the manner of McElroy's win, he held a great put on 15 uh, which really gave him a lot of momentum coming down the couple, last couple of holes. And uh, even though he had a really poor shot into 18, uh, he got the job done. Scheffler failed to get up and down from the bunker on the right. And uh, yeah, McElroy, I mean, $18 million. But I think more significantly, given the year that's in it and all that's happened politically in the game, I would imagine that the PGA Tour Chiefs are quite happy that McElroy is the player that has triumphed at the end of it all and the fact that there was kind of that crescendo and finish last night with a bit of drama um, certainly gives them a shot in the arm uh, and was it easy for McElroy in the end like it, no it wasn't easy it wasn't easy I mean Sung JM was in the mix as well and he finished in a tie for second with Scheffler on 20 under McElroy was 21 under and him actually had quite a well a relatively easy pitch on 18 that uh you would back him to get up and down probably six or seven times out of ten and he failed to uh, to get to 21 under and then McElroy just had to par the last and uh, managed to do that but McElroy looked brilliant I thought all week um, obviously you mentioned the triple bogey on the first on Thursday and he fell t- ten shots behind Scheffler after the second on, on Thursday but he looked fantastic he drove the ball brilliantly and uh, evidence of that was on 18 last night when he just striped it down there and uh, was in was in position A1 and his game generally all week was, was very good and I suppose if you compare the performance last night and this week to the Open Championship probably just as putter behaved a little bit better on Sunday than it did at the Open Championship when he, when he came up to short and ultimately that was the difference uh, last night so his third FedEx Cup title uh, the only player to have achieved that Tiger Woods has two McElroy has three now 16, 19 and now 22 so uh, quite a big achievement for him and obviously the prize money as well but I suppose does he look at this year as a bit of a failure I suppose he played so well all year it's hard to describe it as a failure but ultimately he wants uh, he wants major championships but it, remarkably consistent uh, throughout the year McElroy I think um, I think if you win the FedEx it's a good year right like there are going to be years when you don't win majors and there's years when his game has not been as impressive as it has been over the last while but you kind of want to capitalise on the hot streak. Like exactly, he's been playing yeah. excellent golf and like we know the fine margins at that level that there's a chance he doesn't play that well as well as this season, next I, season. I know, I know you're making the point that they all play for their legacy and for titles but it's also their job and he has just won 18 million in, in one go. Well, wait till Monday night golf starts that'll make him probably more money than 18 million <laughs> and uh, a bit easier. I still think that winning 18 million in one go is going to be like the crack. Yeah. You know? It's like... I just want 18 million today. Yeah. They, tonight when I go home and I check my balance, I mean, I'll... I'll After tax. In one of the accounts. Um, 
Yeah. But he, he actually made the point, I think, uh, in one of his press conferences last night that the advantage for him over other players is that he actually doesn't care about money and he doesn't need money and that takes the pressure off his shoulders a little bit which is an interesting take. Well, he did He did have that great line about, like, um, you know, we moved house. The difference between me now and, and when I started is, like, I live in a slightly bigger house, but I still live in the same three rooms. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. just nicer. Yeah. Uh, that made me feel good about myself. I think... Yeah, living in your one room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, two more of those than, yeah. like, uh, Roy McElroy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that, I mean that because you're a hermit, obviously. That was, yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. was the implication there in case anyone was like, oh, that's, sorry. Just uh, you know, if that's just elitist, Jerry Gilroy. <laughs> exactly, up again. came across badly, didn't it? Yeah, at least I corrected it straight away. His um, his tone towards the other players, I think, has softened somewhat when it comes to live McIlroy. Like yeah. compared to where what it was two months ago. Yeah, I think yesterday he was kind of saying it's been tough on the players as well who've actually moved to live. It's been tough on the PGA players, and I think that's probably because he realizes that some of his buddies or people that he would have been relatively um, amicable with are, are jumping ship this week. And he also made the point that I think he's coming over to play in Wentworth in a couple of weeks um, in the BMW PGA and he said I think there's going to be 18 players or something like that that have gone to live there and he said it will be slightly awkward so I mean I don't think he can roll back from the comments that he's made and he's been so strong on it that there certainly will be a bit of awkwardness maybe but I think there's a general sense uh, amongst everybody that probably everybody's going to have to come together at some stage and try and sort all of this out and and, kind of very sharp rhetoric uh, isn't going to help that process when they do come together so maybe they, they will roll back a little bit but there's been an interesting enough development last night in that uh, Joaquin Neiman who's the he's only 23 he's one of the hot properties if you like in the game he was the number one amateur uh, a couple of years ago he was apparently at that meeting with Woods and McElroy that he's going to jump ship to live which is really going to sting um, because he's you know only 23 he's one of the youngest players on the tour I think he's 15th in the world or somewhere around there he's the youngest player that's in the top 20 and it doesn't really fit the character of player the the bill of player that has gone to live so far and that they're at the other end of their careers and uh, I think the fact that he was at that meeting with McElroy and Woods as well kind of would suggest that uh, maybe he's been made a, a bigger offer since that has happened and that they feel like it would be Liv would feel that if they can get him across the line that it would uh, be another kind of signal towards the PGA Tour that they can kind of catch these guys and, and get them over to them so if that happens uh, it'll be a big coup and obviously Cameron Smith is likely to be confirmed as well and you also have coming down the line the President's Cup uh, which is going to be affected by all of these players defecting over to live and eligibility concerns and there was interesting comments I don't know if you saw, watched uh, John Ram made um, when it emerged Obviously, McEnroy and Woods about the 20 tournaments that the players have committed to play in now across the season where the best players will come together more often uh, to offer a stronger product. And John Ram, uh, basically, when he was asked about it in his press conference, looked like he didn't really know what was uh, going on, what the criteria was. And he also broached the idea of, well, if I've got to play 20 events over here in the States, I've also got to play four on the DP World Tour to be eligible to play in the Ryder Cup. Suddenly, your schedule is becoming very, very... uh, very very tight indeed and it's asking a lot of players so and he said then to finish I think the last part that I saw was well if you want to know about the plans you know the two players to ask uh, which suggested that it was a bit tetchy it's interesting now that golf is kind of like 
I guess, realise what the problem is, or at least are speaking about what the problem is, and that is, you know, the, the like it's not a problem at all, but it's the, the, the same players in the same fields at the big events. To some people, it just isn't happening enough, so they're trying to address that. It almost feels like they're trying to kind of ring fence the talent here and obviously keep them in the PGA Tour and ensure that they're repeating uh, week after week, like to the point where I wonder, could golf maybe nudge itself towards... Not completely like it, but uh, towards Formula One, where you do have kind of like the same characters every week. There's kind of like a smaller collection yeah. of uh, of people actually competing in the sport at the very top level, obviously getting paid more than they've ever got paid before. But is that ultimately where the PGA Tour is going to end up? Well, that's where Live Golf wants it to go, right? That's their... That's they've put that flag in the ground already. Yeah. yeah. But then how does Joachim Neiman get in? How, how does he? How do you discover to the next 23-year-old who's capable of being in that pool... You know, you need these feeder tours that nobody will watch, even though they could be the best young golfer in the world. Yeah. But because of the Heritage Act element of it, everybody wants to go and see whatever player it is. Like The Heritage Act element will die off after a while, to a degree. Obviously, there will be some of them there. But if they keep adding players like Cameron Smith and Joachim Neiman to the roster, then they're going to need fewer Charles Schwartzels, for example. Maybe, yeah. From Liv's perspective, yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry, yes, but the like the end is that um, the most compelling stuff is generally the majors, right? Mm. Even though there was eighteen million up for last night, and we're probably a bit biased because we're Irish watching Rory McIlroy. There've been years when I've watched that tournament and gone, "This isn't very good." Like, yeah, who, who, was Chip? Was it Beck? Did he win? Yeah, that's a fair point. I think it's like. I think the majors are definitely the feather in the cap for the established tours still and they always will be because the players that have gone to live still want to play in the majors as well and they're the ones that count most in terms of establishing a legacy and what the titles are worth and so on and so forth but they, you know, if players keep going to live um, you know, it's only going to go one way and you know, if they can keep throwing money at, at players like Joaquin Neiman is reportedly getting 100 million at 23 years of age like it's just astronomical Um but McElroy and, and all those players that have stuck with the PGA Tour, they are, like Lee Westwood had some strong comments and, and different people who had strong comments about the PGA Tour's plans and McElroy and Wood's plans that they're more or less taking it out of the live book, if you like. But like, uh, stop, stop whining, Lee. With all due respect, stop whining. Like the, the thing, your point about like the FedEx Cup, for example, is an interesting one because I don't think it's overly compelling to watch very rich people try and win more money Mm. like it doesn't feel very high stakes like watching local man down the road winning 30 grand on winning streak is probably more higher stakes than watching Roy McIlroy win 18 million in one fell swoop so uh, I don't think that's ever going to be the compelling reason why people watch sport is you know professional people getting more money Uh, so and that obviously is the, the unique selling point of the FedEx Cup yeah, was it Bill Haas? Is that the one I'm trying to remember? Bill Haas versus yeah. uh, Hunter Mayhem. That's 11 years ago. Um, yeah, Bill Haas won it, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it obviously looks like it's been pretty good in recent seasons where they fixed it so that the guy has the lead. But like even then, that, that all is like, this isn't a proper competition, really? Yeah, it's a bit strange. I mean, Schefter starting, was it on 10 under on Thursday? It is a bit strange and hard to understand. But it, it, it does give, the, I suppose you have to give the player that comes in with the best form and the best... Uh, play all year the, the little bit of an advantage when it is kind of an order of merit scenario but 
I mean, you consider Colin Montgomery won eight uh, European Tour Order of Merits, but he never won a major title, and his career is probably considered uh, a little bit of... He's obviously hugely disappointed that he never won a major title, so it does show... You were going to call him a failure. You nearly had it. Go on. He's a uh, failure. I wouldn't say failure. I wouldn't say <laughs> failure, but he nearly, he nearly got there in a couple of times, but I think he would consider himself unlucky, definitely, not to have won... A major, but that shows that that's where players want to be, and they still want to win the major titles. But Owen makes a valid point there about Formula One. I think McElroy compared golf to Formula One in that when people tr- tune into a race, they want to see Lewis Hamilton or Verstappen or these guys, and they will be there every week. Whereas if you tune into a golf tournament, you don't really know who's going to be there. Yeah, are the major championships, and then the obvious comparison there is when. Uh, the Netflix version of Drive to Survive or the golf version of Drive to Survive eventually ends up hitting our screens that's going to be a humongous win for the PGA Tour yeah like yeah. that's that, that's the secret sauce here unless uh, they steal that as well and they're like hey Netflix maybe all the you stars you don't need to pay us anything we'll pay you yeah I'm sure the PGA Tour obviously will control the eventual broadcast so um, it'll be interesting to see what they put in it from McElroy's perspective he talked about uh, the ideal time to take the lead is on the 70th hole or the 52nd hole if you're playing somewhere else and it's true though right from his perspective into the future we were just saying he needs to blitz the field by 10 strokes if he's going to win his next major or he needs to come from behind from like not playing in the final two ball maybe playing the third or fourth final group and shoot the lights out post the score and win it that way well, he's almost done that a couple of times, hasn't he? When you can think back to the Masters where he made a huge burst on the final day. And that's what he's done in a lot of tournaments this year. I think he's only finished outside the top 25 uh, three times this year. And a lot of the times he'd be out of contention on a Sunday and come with a really, really strong final round uh, to get himself up the leaderboard. It's hard to know. I mean, he's going to take a lot of confidence from this year. Um, is he a good front runner? Probably would say himself that he's not, that he hasn't been uh, recently. Um, but last night he pr- he was in contention pretty much all the back nine. I mean, the, the lead that Scheffler had was eroded on the front nine and McElroy was in the mix and then he makes the, the burst towards the end where he birdies 15 and gets in front. Um, but he's going to take huge confidence from this year despite the fact that he didn't get over the line of the majors with top 10 in all four. And... Uh, Obviously, April, he'll be wanting April to come around pretty quick for the Masters again. But really, I think McElroy now at this stage, majors are nothing. Uh, you know, you can talk about FedEx Cups and you can talk about Ryder Cups and all this sort of stuff. But really, it's about majors for McElroy. Now, 33, he probably has, you would say, the guts of a decade left uh, at the top end of the game. And his stats this year have been brilliant you know, across the board, really. Uh, his short game has improved. His driving accuracy has been really, really good. Uh, and especially good last night. So if he can kind of trend in that direction and keep going that direction, I think there's only one outcome and he will end that major drought. But the longer it goes on, the more difficult it's going to be. All right, Carl, good stuff. Is there anything else going on that we should be aware of? Well, just uh, some SSE or Tristy League action tonight here at home. Uh, second place, Dundalk go to Sligo Rovers, Bohemians against St. Pat's and Shelburne against Derry City. At the US Open Tennis, Serena Williams uh, in action tonight. Looks like it's going to be her final uh, Grand Slam. And in Get It Games, some interesting news emerging from Tyrone. Uh, Conor McKenna uh, looks like he's going to be out of action for Tyrone because he's uh, departing back to the AFL, having previously played in the AFL, of course, but he picked up his All-Ireland medal with Tyrone, uh, having returned in recent years and, of course, won the title in uh, 2021. So there's some of the headlines this morning. All right, as we said earlier, a huge loss for Tyrone if that does come to pass and it looks like it is on the way. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.